0: Welcome back, everybody, to We Talk Film. I am your host, as always, Barry, joined by Clayton. As always, Hello. how are
1: you doing, Clayton? I'm doing good today, Barry. Do you know why I'm doing good?
0: Why are you doing so good, Clayton?
1: Because after last week's uh, disappointment, uh, I feel like I feel like today's episode we're gonna we're gonna talk about some things we actually enjoyed,
0: some actually good films and a possible TV show that's actually really good. better than a $250 million big budget movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, slightly better CGI. (laughs) All right, well, today's menu... I'm still recovering from last week's podcast. (laughs) Yeah, let's not get into it. Today's menu consists of Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, the latest film from that guy, the guy behind uh, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, which is my personal favourite. And Uh, Aladdin. And... uh, He did Aladdin? He did Aladdin. Wait, the live action one. <laughs> we're gonna stop here. The live action Aladdin, Guy Ritchie really? did the live action Aladdin. Yeah, and he's doing the new Hercules. Oh, that's why that that yeah. movie was kinda good. Like it was, it was a Disney. Live you can action. thank
0: Guy Ritchie. Oh.
1: Anyway, yeah, the, so, <laughs> we're also gonna talk about secret invasion. Sorry to invasion. distract you there. <laughs> yeah. No, that was really cool. The more you know, you always learn something on We Talk Film.
0: <laughs> yep. Look at yes. that. Ben knows so, things. Barry knows things. Barry knows things. <laughs> it's our
1: new segment, guys. Barry will say something he knows, and I'll be like, really? And he'll be like, really? yes. What? Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, but we're also talking about Secret Invasion, the latest MCU show to hit Disney+, Plus, which happened this week. We got the first episode of a six-part miniseries starring Samuel L. Jackson and mm-hmm, a bunch mm-hmm, of other mm-hmm. folks as they try and stop an alien invasion. It's typical MCU fare, but we'll get into that in just a little bit because you know what time it is, Barry? What time is it, Clayton? Oh, it's the time of the week that it always is at this time (laughs) during the week. (laughs) (laughs) It's Newsweek today. (laughs) Newsweek. uh, Do we talk about the weather on Newsweek? Do we?
0: (laughs) We need a weather girl. Do we? We'll put weather girl? Can we get a out. weather
1: girl? <laughs> they just join us for two minutes <laughs> during that. Yep. So, how was the weather? Uh, it was cold. <laughs> it was Good cold. Good job. That was that was the weather. That was the weather for yeah, this week. Um, well, we got two new trailers of note that I would like to point out this week. Uh, one of them, which yep, I bet yep. you saw because I sent it to you, uh, is the Craven the Hunter trailer, the latest of the Sony's yes. Spider Man adjacent films. Ooh. What are your the thoughts on wacky that? Wacky
0: Craven R rated hunter film um yeah no because i saw it like uh, a few hours before you sent it to me and i was like okay that's um how they're going to do it this time around with this character and i was like it kind of reminds me of like early 2000s x-men films like yeah it not gonna lie, just vibe. the way that it's paced yeah. and everything like that and the way that he looks. <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute, have I gone back 20 years?
1: <laughs> yeah. It it definitely feels like an early 2000s superhero film. Like this this would be shown yeah, alongside yeah, like sure Daredevil does. or something. <laughs> it's
0: like, yeah. It's the Electra yeah.
1: of the Sony movies. It looks it looks better than Morbius. Um yep. but it still looks bad. It doesn't I mean it's not hooking me. It's got the whole lion blood powers. He gets bitten by a radioactive lion, and now he hunts. Yeah, radioactive now.
0: lion or something like that, and
1: I don't know the rhinos, spider, in things this that as come well? down
0: the forest. Yeah, which I'm very intrigued how they're gonna do that because that looks kind of cool. Not radio- gonna lie,
1: it's not. Yeah, a Russian I was guy just
0: like, ooh, yeah, it's not a guy in a suit. It's actually like he's possibly like the rhino. He's like Kraven. I he's bet got that rhino blood <laughs> in him.
1: Oh, uh, I bet it's gonna look bad. It's gonna look oh, so it bad. it is. Oh, if anything
0: yeah. like Morbius and Venom, it is going to look very bad.
1: It looks like it's the same story as Venom. I mean, not Venom, uh, Morbius. It looks the trailers exactly the same. He gets blood, but just animal deader, blood
0: because it has Russell Crowe. That. No, no. And that's the thing. Russell Crowe is yeah. becoming like Marvel's daddy for like every other character. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true. He was. Uh, who? Who else? He was. He's he Zeus was in
0: dad. Thor. Uh, he no, he wasn't Star no, dad. No, that was Kurt Russell. Oh, he was, uh, Sorry. Yeah. So yeah. he was Zeus in um, Thor, Love, and Thunder. And That's he right. was also. Um, there was another one. Another character uh, he was ooh, the father no. for.
1: I can't remember. Uh, he was Superman's dad.
0: I can't remember. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't? That's Kevin Costner.
1: Oh, they're all the same. Get thing. your anyway. actors right. <laughs> Get your actors right, man. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we got a Craven trailer that comes out later this year. We'll probably cover it unless there's something better out. Uh, We also got a trailer for a movie that looks kind of interesting. I don't know if you've seen this one. It's called Dumb Money starring Paul Dano. It's about the GameStop Wall Ah, Street Street crash.
0: I have not seen the trailer, but yes. It looks Um, wacky. It looks good. It looks wacky.
1: Wacky in a oh, good yeah. way. Oh, you also
0: were right about Russell Crowe being Superman's dad. I forgot that he was his real dad and he Uh-oh. was the other dad because Superman's ah. got two dads.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I forget That's about right. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2023, Barry. Superman can have two dads if he wants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> okay. All
1: right. Uh, News stories that aren't trailers this week. Uh We got a got to reveal that across the spider verse actually has multiple versions in theater Uh, this is really cool
0: yes it sure does and now i'm hoping they release like individual versions of that movie and i can have all of them (laughs) and
1: play them all at the same time (laughs) basically during uh during the movie there's at least two versions there's two versions confirmed but we're not sure if they mix and match at all. The um, slight differences include certain mm. voice lines being different or certain animations being different, certain colors being different. Uh, an example is the AI character on Spider-Man 2099. In the two different versions, she's either doing a like a thumbs up or taking a selfie, and that's different Yes, yep. depending on which version. And there's probably a dozen other things that people have found that are similar and that's the thing like
0: it's one of those films like this is what we talked about it on the podcast which by the way if you Mm. haven't watched the across the spider verse podcast go back and listen to that (laughs) because that was a pretty good podcast um where yeah there was so much stuff going on in that film i would not be surprised like there's going to be certain stuff in like those other versions in the background that's going on that's different than other versions
1: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me just because,
0: like, by the (laughs) sounds of the editors and the animators, they were just like, Yeah, Mm. we can do whatever we want type thing in the background of this movie. (laughs) Like, what they were able to get away with with certain things. (laughs) I was like, Oh,
1: really? (laughs) Like, that's in there. Okay, (laughs) fair enough. I mean, let's have fun with it. It's a multiversal movie. I like that it's like it's got variants, different people saw different movies, and I'm like, Wow, (gasps) so cool. But um it's not that the cool. first time this has happened. This happened way back when Clue famously first came out with different endings, which was ugly but a step ah, above yes. this. But we yep. haven't seen anything like this in recent years. I mean no, very no like apart from that, I can't name another time where there's been a different version of a movie in cinema and Yeah, no I know knew, there's been like different
0: endings to films that they release like for theoretical versions because I know they did yeah. that with um, I Am Legend, because that's the reason why they're making a sequel to I Am Legend, even uh, though yeah. the movie version that came out was Will Smith dying by an explosion, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. for the upcoming one, he's back with Michael B. Jordan.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. I Am Legend kind of sucked. He anyway. has an alternate <laughs>
0: ending where he like just leaves the place or whatever.
1: So Yeah, but that the excuse for that is that that's to make more money afterwards. Exactly. Exactly. The Spider-Verse one's kind of cool. I mean, it does encourage multiple cinema viewing, so there is that, of course. But it's just a really cool little extra thing that adds on to this really good movie. It's just more enticing. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, it's really cool. It's smart on them because it's brought that back into the media's attention a few weeks after it's come out. So now more people yep, are going to yep. go back to the cinema. Now more people so are going to actually got to go back genius. and watch it
0: again. They got to make more money on it. And yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Really smart, and it's deserved because the movie's really good. Anyway, uh, another story this week. Did you know John Wick Four? Another movie that we covered is getting a director's cut. <gasps> oh, he's he's it's working a- <laughs> on it. The director's
0: working on it, or yeah, has worked it- on it.
1: Uh, apparently, it's going to add in around 15 minutes of new footage when that comes out on digital and disc, I think, as the director's Ooh, cuts usually do. Very nice. Uh, it's yep, not yep. confirmed what that footage is for, but I'd assume it's just alternate more ending. nunchuck alternate ending. Oh No, <laughs> alternate
0: ending. Alternate ending. It's going to have that alternate ending he with lives. Keanu Reeves.
1: Oh, he lives. They, they're
0: going to do it. They're going to do it. I guarantee you that's what it's for. Because how much they've been talking about at the moment at the studio that um, owns John Wick at the moment. They're talking about doing John Wick Chapter 5. They're going to put that alternate ending in their director's cut. (laughs)
1: They're going to have him fight the extraction guy? (laughs) Why not? Tie it all in, man. Tie it all in. Netflix, get on top of this. (laughs) All right. Two news stories from the box office of this week are Asteroid City, Wes Anderson's new film. It's his best box office since 2014. Apparently Uh it's doing pretty well. Uh That's all right. People Doing are actually well. enjoying it. I mean, it. it looks pretty
0: good.
1: It looked yeah. entertaining and people are enjoying it. So that's um, yeah, good for him. I'll go see that eventually. I'm not quite sure if we'll get around to covering it on the podcast, but we will probably yeah, we'll see, it see. We'll see We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. See how we go. Uh, Yeah, we'll see how we go. And the second story is the opposite. Uh, Pixar's Elemental has the second worst opening for a Pixar film ever.
2: Oof.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's not So surprising. what, it's doing worse than The Flash?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The Flash is beating it, and The Flash is tanking, but it's, like, elemental second worst ever. I'm not quite sure what the first one yeah. is. I don't have that well, in my Last mind. thing,
0: because yeah. I was honestly expecting Elemental to just go straight to Disney+, Plus, because, like, I've just seen all the promo stuff like for it. it. Even, like, yeah. I have a niece and nephew, so they're both, what, five and seven, or about mm-hmm. to be. Even they're not interested in it. They were just
1: like,
0: eh. Yeah, no. I was like, even kids aren't interested in this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's, there's been no hype around it. Like you said, I don't no, see no. any kids being like, I can't wait to see the Fireboy Boy and Water Girl movie. It's yeah, no one really yeah, cares. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it'll be on Disney Plus. This is, one of those. Movies. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, guarantee, guarantee it,
1: guarantee it. Oh, oh, okay. So, uh, th- another story today. We've got a couple, couple movies that have started filming. Uh, one of them being Mortal Kombat 2 has started yes, filming. Has yes, has started. Yes, uh, I, was, the, I
0: saw like a behind-the-scenes picture of them having lunch or whatever and Carl yeah. Urban was there and I was just like, yeah, yeah. yeah get him yeah. in there.
1: Oh, so cool. Carl Urban is uh, I'm so set excited to be for it. I'm so excited Johnny Cage it. in the movie. But yes. the producer of the film announced that he's listening to fans and he promises pretty much fixing everything that people had wrong with the first one in this one he said I listen to what you guys want. i'm gonna do it i promise fixes i'm like eh, that's cool can we
0: get the director on the podcast clayton you know um, we have a few yeah. words that we want to talk to him about can we just be yes. like hey we'll write it for you <laughs> while you're making it we'll write it for you
1: even though you've, you've already, already written it <laughs> and you've we'll already started filming
0: we'll, we'll, we'll do the next one
1: i'll bring back animalities We'll do that. I just have
0: questions for Carl Urban and no one else.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll get them both on there. Carl Urban, if you're listening, we know you're an avid fan of the podcast. Come on.
0: Yeah, yeah, come on down.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And another movie that's begun filming, this one uh, you just told me about, uh, so I'll let you talk about it, but Venom 3.
0: Yes, Venom Three starts filming sometime this week, supposedly. Ooh. um, as long as everything goes according to plan. And I also remembered some <laughs> other news that I was going to tell you as well when we talked about um 2000 early 2000 movies. Um, so yes, Venom Three starts working this week. Obviously, Tom Hardy mm-hmm. returning as the titular hero, and um, I forget who's directing this time. I think it was like the writer Ooh. of the first one or second okay. one or the first two. He's actually right, directing. Right, right. This film, this time around. Okay. Um, obviously, we don't know anything about it besides that Tom Hardy's returning, and that's it.
1: <laughs> no, that's kind of wacky. What do you think they could do with the Venom? I mean, they did Carnage, they did other symbiotes. What do you think's next? Um,
0: Spider-Man? I have a strong suspicion. Yes, they will be doing something with Spider-Man because no. it most likely will be the last like solo Venom film. I would say probably, and they're probably going to try and add a couple other characters to this one, I suspect yeah, yeah. as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Sony's version of Spider-Man. I know okay. a lot of people are still hoping for it to be Andrew Garfield. It would um, be because cool. he never had his Venom or anything right. like that, and it would be kind of cool to see Andrew Garfield return. Or they just have, they just recast someone else, or they just put Tom Holland in there, and yeah. he's just been saying, I have no involvement with Spider-Man at the moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I feel like but yeah, they could do a, just a completely different Spider-Man actor,
0: yeah, and have him not? show
1: up. Why not? I mean, or they're or doing like
0: then. all other Spider-Man films they want to do. Like I know they want to do like Spider-Man Noir and yeah,
1: other Spider-Man Madden characters Men. because
0: of across the Spider-Verse now and everything. So yeah, you know.
1: I mean, even if they can't use Peter Parker, they could do like a like a Ben Riley version or something. And just have him be in it and not really something, explain something it. Something like, like that. Else. Yep, yep. I don't know, man.
0: And okay, also, cool. this is breaking news that I found oh. out last night when I was watching The Covenant. I'm not sure how <laughs> plausible this is. I'm still trying to find the actual source to it. But, okay. <laughs> damn, breaking news on the WTF podcast. Supposedly, Whoa, Ben Affleck was seen on set of Deadpool 3, returning as the titular oh. character he portrayed back in the early 2000s oh. as Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Oh. Daredevil.
1: Oh. Yes. That's yes that's hype. That is that's, hype. Oh, sure. I uh, it it seems like they're doing the the whole multiverse jumping thing because Oh, yes. Oh man. Wacky. Unless well, they're going to oh, be so like Well, already
0: supposedly as well, they have got the original X-Men cast to come back and reprise their I roles. I
1: heard that. Yeah. For this
0: film as well. But now, okay. since they, a lot of people confirm me that Ben Affleck was seen on set as Matt oh, Murdock, I'm just like, wait. well, I know what they're doing. So are we going to see Toby Maguire as well?
1: You know what I'm hoping, <laughs> and the original
0: I'm, Fantastic Four team.
1: I, I'm hoping Nicolas Cage shows up as Ghost Rider. That would be the coolest thing. That would be amazing. That would <laughs> be amazing. That would be mind blowing. Together, because why not? Let's do it. Idea. It's a Deadpool film. It's they a, a Deadpool film. Let's get wacky show up with it. In Spider-Man, in the original yeah. one. As like a cameo, so I mean, why not? Seems like they're doing it as like a one last hurrah. Let's go through all these, and that before he ends up in the MCU. I have no idea how the hell this story is written. (laughs) Oh no, it's it's
0: going to be absolute wacky. That's from what I can tell by the sounds of everything that's going on with the script. Because even like <laughs> um, Kevin Feige is blown away with what they've actually written. He's just like, they're just like, how? Like, how is this even possible? But it's possible, apparently. <laughs> it's
1: Deadpool. It's so, magic. It just works. I'm looking forward to Deadpool 3 now. <laughs> Same. I, I, yeah. I mean, they I love the first two. Or even more. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, I'm so happy if they do do it because it's just like, it's going to be so much like the comics. Because, like, in the comics, he does this so much. He goes he around does. and just he annoys does. a whole bunch of, like, other Marvel oh, characters. Yeah. It's great. That's what Deadpool they does. Could, That's what he needs to they do.
1: Couldn't, they could make the multiverse, like, teleporter be like his portal thing that he had a while on his chest. Yep. Yep. They could, like, oh, yeah, look like that. that. that yeah. Yep. That would be kind of cool.
0: And they'll probably, oh, like, man. it'll be kind of funny if they if they turn it into, like, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe at the end. He
1: just finds, Deadpool like, a bob or something like that.
0: He's like, hey, I press this. Kills,
1: and then that's what starts the, the new universe. universe. Oh, that would be yeah. really funny. Ooh, <laughs> so good. Uh, anyway, so so what's my last story? Uh, yes, I got one more story for tonight. It's a story. sad one. It's going to bring a oh, tear to your eye, Barry. You know how during Ooh, our Flash podcast, we talked about Oh, uh, I sure hope Michael Keaton returns as a Batman. Wouldn't that be cool if they did a Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton? That's like perfect. Oh, Why did not they do that now? Well, it yep. turns out they were planning on doing it, but it being made depended on the Flash's success in the box office.
0: Well, here's <laughs> the thing. oh, They still can do it, yeah, except but... it probably won't be with Michael Keaton.
1: No, which is a missed opportunity. Because, yeah, they, they were like, hey. we were going to do it if The Flash succeeded. I, I'm kind of happy.
0: I'm um, kind of happy if, even if The Flash did succeed, and like with the state of Water Brothers was a year ago as well, probably when they stated all this. That's the thing new ownership now. James Gunn's in control with yeah, Peter Safran. He's just like, I'm doing my own thing. He's like, fuck everyone. Um, like, it, I wouldn't have liked the idea of them doing a Batman Beyond film with the people that were in charge at the time of DC Studios.
1: Yeah. No, I surprised because of I, how it's, bad, it's, yeah, it's the
0: like best, I think. the DCEU was, and everything. Yeah. And that's the thing <laughs> I is. know behind the scenes yeah. of all this, I was involved before that. And, uh, you know, what James Gunn has envisioned because I did watch the podcast he did with Michael Rosenblum. I forget uh, yep. the podcast name. Um, there's it the big ours, one that he's done so recently. Anyway, it. <laughs> it's, it's not ours, so don't go and listen to it, but I will for research <laughs> Um, what yes. what James Gunn has in store, what he has planned, or what he was able to speak about, it sounds phenomenal. It literally does. Like this man has yeah. a vision for the next 10 years already in his head, ready to go. That's like he knows sign. the people he wants to work with, he knows yeah. what he wants to do, what he wants to cover, and he can like yeah, it's it sounds good. I'm looking forward to what James Gunn and Peter Sefran have in common and we'll want to do and everything like that yeah so.
1: well we'll see how that goes i mean our hopes of batman beyond are fading but it's probably yep. for the best uh yep. so anyway god that was a long news segment should we that was a long <laughs> we... news segment yeah we've been going for like 20 minutes already let's jump into da, our da, first da, da. major <laughs> event of the week should we let him know the spoiler thingy the spoiler thingy
0: <laughs> Hopefully that worked for everyone. I, heard um, I can't, I can't hear things, so he I'm, I'm deaf. I'm, I'm, I've gotten old. to that age where I have gone deaf. I'm getting old. <laughs> I've got white hair.
1: Yes, that's poor Barry. He's uh, recording straight okay. from the retirement home where he watched the Covenant. Guy Ritchie's no, no. You have film. to. Call
0: Guy Ritchie's the Covenant. It's not just the Covenant. Guy, Guy Ritchie's, Guy the, Ritchie's covenant.
1: the Covenant. Otherwise,
0: you might get confused with the 2006 movie called The Covenant about four friends that are warlocks and yeah I hope you ever saw that film it was a really crappy film
1: no no I haven't okay that's good that's good I, but yeah you have yeah. to make sure you call it guy richie's the covenant okay i'm sorry i don't want to confuse the, the audience Someone's gonna yeah, be yeah. like, "Don't the like, oh, damn! I thought they were talking about the old, oh, oh. <laughs> the old one from
0: 2006. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. So, so, Guy Ritchie's *The Covenant* follows U.S. Army Sergeant John Kinley, aka yes, yes, yes. Jake Gyllenhaal, and Afghan interpreter Ahmed, played by Dar Salim, after an ambush. After ambush, Ahmed goes on Herculean lengths to save Kinley's life. When Kinley learns that Ahmed and his family were not given safe passage to America as promised, he must repay his debt by returning to the war zone to retrieve them before the Taliban hunts them down. Yeah, um, yes, we're returning to a Guy Ritchie film. That's not really a big budget one. He did this for um, Amazon themselves, and apparently, oh, it's already yeah. been out in the US for mm-hmm. quite some time. Um yes, very long already. And then it it's just the came out to Australia the other day. And April, we've been talking yeah. about it for the past few months.
1: <laughs> we have, because we've both been really excited to see this one. I mean, Guy Richie's a pretty amazing yeah. filmmaker. I don't think I've seen anything of his that I thought was bad. Uh most of his yep, stuff's pretty yep. good. And this was also pretty good. Jake gyllenhaal in the titular role was awesome. He was entertaining. Uh the uh Dar Salim who plays Ahmed was just a beast throughout the entire film. he's <laughs> <Ooh, yeah. laughs> just so Ooh, cool. Oh yeah. And um no, I yeah, want to see that guy them, in more films.
2: Do a, do a thing.
1: Yeah, he, he can do it. He could chuck him in an action movie, you know? Yeah. Have you feel like the bad guy in a James Bond film or something? That would be sick. well um, that's the thing, because yeah. how
0: all this plays out as well. Um, because it even has starring Homelander himself, Anthony Starr. Obviously, being for oh. prime, somehow he worked his way in there. I was, I, I, I didn't <laughs> know he was in this film. So when he came on screen, I was like, Either. it's Homelander.
1: I'm like, oh my God. Wait, <laughs> who was he? Because I actually don't remember him in the movie. Is um, he just one of those Parker.
0: He's at the end of the film. He's like the guy that brought um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character back oh, into Afghanistan. Oh,
1: that's Yeah. yeah. I wondered why he looked He's the on one that he helped rescue he him. Yeah.
0: That's right. It's homelander. Yeah. It's homelander with a beard I, I
1: didn't <laughs> and not blonde that. hair.
0: That's
1: wacky, yeah. It, was, it must. It blonde hair. I think that's what it was. Yeah, it was the yeah. hair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that was really cool. Uh, this was a really, really low budget film. We could tell because the action sequences were what there was like two, one, yeah, one towards the start and then one at the end. They were pretty cool, but they were definitely very low stakes. Squads of guys against you know squads of dudes up until the end. The end had a big pretty big battle but again it was like two good guys so um yeah yeah yep. yeah what what can we say about this film it was entertaining <laughs> it was it's cool yeah well it was film. much
0: more entertaining it was yeah another good war film especially about like what it was meant to represent and everything like that about um afghan in 2018 which is where this starts the story because as we know now as of last year we have all pulled out out of afghanistan and obviously yes. what we find out at the end of this film, and if you do your own research and stuff like that, is that a lot of these um, interpreters that, um, what's his name, plays as, Dar Salim, who is an interpreter for Jake Gyllenhaal's group. So basically what happens during the events of the film is interpreters were seen or in Afghanistan during that time. Whoever helped the US, um, they were put onto like, we don't want to have you around, like we'll kill you and your family for working and helping with the U S and that's yeah. exactly what happened to Amid's character in this. Cause after Sergeant John Kinley's entire squad, just gets absolutely massacred oh, yes. and they're the only two surviving and, um, yeah, they somehow survive and make it over the mountain ranges and he gets out, but unfortunately, Amin has to stay and still survive. He, they both make it onto the Taliban's top 10 list. And Amid becomes their, like, number one target because he's, like, a local yeah. hero, essentially. And, um, yeah, and then what we find out from at the end of the film is that this could have been, like, based upon, like, an actual person because they were hunt could interpreters have, yeah. were hunted down by the Taliban once the US yes. dropped out and everything like that. And, yeah, I think it was, like, over 300 interpreter families were, like, killed as soon as... Um, We moved out of Afghanistan in real life. Yeah, yeah, and they're still being. Might have been three to this day.
1: Three thousand, honestly, Barry. I think I remember it being thousands. Three thousand, but okay. No, it it. I got to the end of this movie, and the people I'm watching it with. Were like, was that based on a true story? Because it feels like it could have been. The events of the film feel like that that really could have happened. I'd believe it. It's an insane story about, you know, human survival, loyalty, war, survival against all odds and stuff. But it feels like it could have happened. And similar events probably did happen during the Afghanistan war. And this movie portrays everything really well, really real.
0: Yeah. It's good. Well, that's the thing because it was very like um – even though, like, obviously it is a Guy Ritchie film, but it actually didn't feel yes. like a Guy Ritchie film, if you know what I mean? So, like, in past yeah. Guy Ritchie films, he has his own, like, aesthetic with the editing and how, the way he directs mm-hmm. stuff with the camera and stuff like that and does, like, very long takes, and it's all, like, mash, like montage-y and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, where yeah. with this one, he did it very calm, like, very much, like, yeah. not flashy editing, no flashy takes, very simple, by-the-book. Mm -hmm, type mm -hmm. of um style and i was like wait a minute this is done by guy Ritchie, right there's no flashy (laughs) performances or anything like that with the camera or but it, it made it more like personal and like you said yeah it made it feel more like a realistic film like the we're actually here like a documentation of like this is actually like what happened type thing these are real people that were in the battle and it kind of mm. made it feel a bit more like that type of film. Cause yeah, even after the, watching the film, I had to Google search. I was like, it was the covenant, <laughs> God the covenant based on true events. Um, yes, and they're like, no, no, these are all fictional characters. Um So, but yeah, it, it could have still happened because obviously there was interpreters and all this stuff did mm-hmm. kind of go down essentially. Like it's, um, but yeah, I was just like, Oh, like he came up with this story and the way he, directed and the way he edited it and the way it was presented was very much like a documentary almost being like behind the inside of these characters and I was just like wow I was just like yeah this this feels a bit like very different than what I'm used to with the Guy Ritchie film
1: (laughs) (laughs) no like like you said we kind of expected a different movie going in and the fact that it yeah it was very almost not slow but um slower paced but it yeah, was yeah, yeah. still gripping the way through. You know, there was lots of scenes of people talking. The um, the army guys at the start don't get into a fight for like the first half an hour. Yet you're still kind of into it. You're like, oh, we're well, yeah. expecting lots of action. This is the Afghanistani war. We're seeing things. It's lots of tense moments. Things are happening. Oh yeah. But it it doesn't really kick it into gear until it needs to. But then when it does, yeah, well, that's it the makes thing it it's like really impactful. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the, the overall like story of this is like told in almost like two different parts, really, or yeah, even three. Because much. at the beginning, when we first like get introduced to everyone, we find out their old interrogator got blown up, and so they have to hire a mid character. And at the yeah. beginning, of the first half hour, when we if see a mid character, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, Like we don't like. It's almost like, can we trust this guy? Even as like an audience, it's like, do we actually want to trust this guy because of like actions Mm -hmm. that he does? Because he like kind of knows everyone a bit. So he's like, is he working behind the scenes for Islamic State? Then we find out he did have connections to Islam. (laughs) He was like a heroin drifter in that form until he used to work for the Taliban, um, and everything until his unfortunately his son got killed by them. So that's the reason why he went to work for the U.S. and go to America. Because America is better. And then, obviously, okay. half an hour in, yeah, the big battle scene happens when they do find like a whole Taliban bomb plantation, yeah, essentially. An and the AD entire factory. squad gets wiped. Yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal's character, John Kinley, almost dies. And then Ahmed's yeah. like, No, I'm going to save you. And we're going to go across Afghanistan <laughs> in a little cart most of the way. he likely. like drags him all the way to the, the US military base, <laughs> which is insane. Like trying 100K. not to get caught by the Taliban as well. Yeah. Yeah, And then probably, basically he got left was... behind and then John Kinley got put mm-hmm. back to America and then he was trying mm-hmm. to get passports and visas. And it was like on the phone. Like it's so yeah. funny, <laughs> like even cause he's still like, well, he's a Sergeant in the military, but he still gets put on hold and was yes. trying to sort this out for, it was like over, over a month or something or like two months. Oh, yeah. He was still in America trying to get visas sorted and trying to find a mid But then obviously that resulted him being like, I have to go back to Afghanistan, even though I basically nearly died already and I'm home now and everything seems to be good. I need to go and rescue this guy and get his family out. And so that's what he literally does. He goes all the way back to Afghanistan (laughs) in the middle of Taliban territory as well, just to get this one guy and his family out because he owes him that debt, which is what the covenant means.
1: Yeah, a loyalty, a bond. Yeah. It tells you all of those things in the end. And, yeah, like this was a really gripping, cool little action thriller war movie, and I think that it's worth a watch considering there's yeah. not much yeah. else like it out at the moment. No. Yeah. No. Very entertaining. Um, yeah, for just a little, little story they told. and Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we give us some uh, final thoughts and ratings, Barry? Why don't you kick us off with your review of Guy Ritchie's The Covenant?
0: So Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, not to be confused with The Covenant from 2006 about (laughs) all young warlocks and their wizarding stuff, but Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, watching it. Like I said, it was still very much like... Um, not his best work, that's for sure. And you can definitely yeah. tell that with the budget, but the story was still there. I found that to be quite good. Um, and it was just, it kind of like took me off a bit because with like I was saying earlier, like you normally there's a certain type of element to Guy Ritchie films in the way he like presents them. Where this didn't have it. This was very much like a by the book type of movie in a way. And there was obviously still some elements that was like very like, oh that was actually quite a nice nicely, but it felt very realistic in a way. Yes. Um, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, cool. So I'm going to give this movie a good 6 out of 10.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like this movie deserves one point higher than that. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. And, yeah, like I said, it's a really enjoyable, really suspenseful film that um has its action very sparringly, but it uses it really well. And the storytelling was pretty cool between just a few characters, not many characters in this, um, no not and then, at all yeah, it's just a little cool little well done war film which I think is something we're definitely lacking and I honestly would have liked to see this come out as a cinema release I'm surprised it didn't
0: yeah yeah well I suppose there are a lot yeah. of things now with streaming services and stuff like that where it's like oh, it's just going to be more cheaper and more convenient just to put it up on our streaming service hmm. um, because that's the thing I'm not sure on the budget for this film on uh, what it actually was, but I'm pretty sure yeah,
1: it, it was 15.5 yep. million, and it it got okay, a limited yep. cinema release in America, and it made back 20 million. So that's okay.
0: That's okay, because that's the yeah. thing. Um, what do you call it? The Lord of the Rings TV show they did had double that budget per yeah, episode.
1: I know. That's and true. look at that. That's true. Bit of a show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's. That I mean, visually show it looks good,
0: not, but that no was way. just like, uh. <laughs> does
1: it? Does it very? <laughs> like this looked better. That was horrible. That was horrible. Uh, yeah, like that um, a horrible yeah. show. Yeah.
0: Let's that not talk to about show. It. Okay, but on to another show.
1: Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. The second part of let's today's move episode. On. Why don't we hit a button? We hit a button. This is a tasty burger.
0: I hit the button. There's was a Samuel Jackson button.
1: He did. We got a Samuel L. Jackson button I couldn't find any button other buttons. He's got lots of buttons. All of them he can't hear, but that's fine. Today we're talking... <laughs> I am
0: deaf. I can't even hear Clayton.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but today we're talking about probably my favorite... Sorry, my most anticipated MCU offering from, like, recent months. Like, this was probably... On my hype list, like way up there, apart from Guardians oh, yes. 3, this was oh, like the yes. next thing that I was excited for. And um, so far, it's holding up, wouldn't you say, Barry?
0: Yes. Yeah, so what we are talking about is actually Marvel's Secret Invasion, um, which finally, after many months of waiting and hearing about it and seeing all footage and clips online, we finally many get months. to watch well, the first episode of um secret invasion, starring Samuel O. Jackson, Ben Mendelson, Olivia Colman, Amelia Carr, Kingsley Benadier, and Kobe Smulders, and special Everyone. guests, obviously a whole heap of other yeah. people. Uh, yeah, even Don Cheadle's in it. Good old Don he Cheadle. Is. Why not?
1: Yeah, sure. War Machine. Let's chuck him in there. Uh, War Machine. He's cool. Let's chuck him in there. Yeah. So, all right. Should I give us a rundown of the basic? Plot give us a rundown. Of show? So basically, uh, Nick Fury's been. On a space station since the events of Endgame, since since that, yes, yeah, yep, since, since the events then. of Endgame, he's been on a space station. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, Skrulls that we meet in the Captain Marvel movie—that I don't know if people remember—but uh, Ben Mendelssohn was good in that, and he took over Nick Fury's thing for a while. So he's the good Skrull. Uh, they there's also bad Skrulls that want to take over Earth because their homeworld they can't get back to it, so they want that. Uh, so Nick Fury has to come back and meet up with a bunch of other all other like uh, what would i call them like agents of the MCU kind of the, yeah. the agents guys yeah we got Eleven's a whoever's
0: left and not a not a scroll <laughs> yeah
1: like the guy from Black Panther Ross Martin Freeman he's in it uh, Maria Hill's in it from the Avengers movies pretty much everyone like that's in it uh, like Don Cheadle as War Machine previously the president of the MCU universe is in it as well. Yep. <laughs> and um yeah, as well as a bunch of new guys. Like Amelia Clark, which is Ben Mandelson's daughter in this. Tell us Yeah, so daughter. this is
0: her first MCU appearance, obviously coming from Game of Thrones, and then she was in yep. um solo, Terminator. so she did the Star Wars yeah. thing. <laughs> and now Terminator, she's Terminator. um yeah yep. coming to uh marvel franchise now and she's saying that it's the best ever franchise she's worked with
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i i don't blame her she didn't have to do much in this show she's kind of kind of walks around gets paid a lot of money yep. because i felt yep. like it was only a matter of time before she showed up in an mcu film she seems like the kind oh, yeah. of actor they throw into something which they proved me right anyway so yeah fury's gone off the radar he's got a big ass beard now uh he's wandering around moscow and Looking very the- old there's bad guys, and they're after him, and they're hidden everywhere. They're, they're everywhere and nowhere. Because they're possibly.
0: shape-shifting aliens. Yeah, and they're I don't know if people aliens. are too familiar with, like, the whole secret invasion comic book storyline, but, yeah, it, get, it gets pretty interesting. We're looking forward to what potentially this show could possibly yeah. do and introduce.
1: That's, that's another thing. Before we get started, uh, the writers and the makers of, of this show have been told that they weren't allowed to read the original Secret Invasion run because the comic book doesn't really have anything to do with this show, apart from Scrolls. Yeah, yeah,
2: which, which is, I'm a bit annoyed see. about.
1: I'm kind of annoyed about it, but it's like Secret Invasion in the comics involved all of the Avengers, everyone, the main guys are in it, and this is definitely yep. a very toned-down Nick Fury version of that. So I'm kind of okay with it doing its own thing, but...
0: Yeah, well, I hope it could potentially like lead into bigger things. Because yeah. I have a feeling at the moment with the whole like Kang stuff, that's not going too well with at Marvel at the moment. So I hope they kind <laughs> of like try to change things a little bit and do a, a few more things True. with the scroll related stuff because that's the thing. Secret invasion in the comics is very well done. Line. That is it's like really if you cool. ever want to read a very good marvel comic book line just like try and read all the ones about the scroll and secret invasion because yeah. um yeah that's that's really well done um when that was will, all yeah. going on
1: i always like the scrolls the idea of the shape-shifting aliens that could be anyone yep. and you wouldn't know could because be they, have, they have their memories and their looks it's really yep. cool yeah it's a, you know when like they get to be really the cool superhero
0: idea. scrolls and then they have like take on the yep, abilities yep. of the superheroes yeah. which we oh, might man. be seeing in this show potentially oh
1: that could be cool I, because you there know was footage would, would in the really trailer
0: cool? that i was like Ooh, okay, they gotta oh okay they're
1: gonna do that i i kind of yeah. hope we see super scroll or something like that <laughs> that would be cool, fantastic would four be cool. even in yeah. in the fantastic four movie or something i just i really want to see him uh, Why don't you sure see up. the Fantastic
0: Four in this show? Why not?
1: <laughs> Why not, Barry? That's a good thing. Why not? They're like Reed Richards just shows up, and he's yeah. like, hey, I it can just rocks up. tell you which one's are scrolls. Yeah, I mean, it, it could it. it could work. It's a mental I mean, they've only got thing. six episodes. They've
0: only got six episodes <laughs> yeah, no, to do nice. stuff um, for this. Yeah. And they kind of like already spoiled um, for certain characters that happened in the first Episode. So, full they spoiler warning ahead. Yeah. <laughs> before we get into the details here. Oh, he um, the So, basically, the beginning of this film. It starts with Martin Freeman. Going to see um, an agent about the scrolls and everything like that. And Martin Freeman gets away, kills the guy, and runs around because people think he's a scroll, yada, 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 even though he doesn't think that he is until he jumps off a roof and (laughs) dies. And it reveals that he is a scroll, indeed. Yeah. And then that's the end of um, Martin Freeman's Everett Ross character
2: uh, for the show, or so
0: far, anyway. Um, So far. So, yeah, so far. (laughs) They've only got him listed for one episode this show yeah that's yeah. the thing like where's his human body has it been captured type thing because we do see obviously the scrolls are yeah. capturing people to get their mm. skin and or to become them and their memories and stuff like that and then obviously we follow the events we go through we see Amelia Clark's character she's working yeah. for the bad guys and then we find oh, out no. it's actually she's um, Talos's daughter and Talos's wife I forget her name Died uh, uh, during the events mean. of this one and Endgame. By the sounds of it, oh no! Yeah. When did we? where well, we saw her in um, No Way Home. No, not No Way Home. Uh, the one ooh, before that. Um,
1: far from Far, home, from, far home. from
0: Home. Far from Home. Which yeah, is at the hate. end they reveal themselves to be the scrolls. And then yeah. obviously they're like, oh well, we need to get Nick Fury back. And then he comes down from his little space station. He's been there for the past five years, being depressed as all hell because he thought, well, he felt like he'd lost, even though. Everyone came back, but he still felt like he lost everything because he wasn't prepared for Thanos to do the snap. And then obviously, yeah, Samuel Jackson's back and he's, he looks old in this. I'm not going to lie. Like you can tell like his age is getting to him now.
1: Well, he is old. Um, He's in his seventies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Late seventies. So he's, he's getting there. Yeah.
1: And, um, Yeah.
0: So I'm very surprised that he still was able to get away with a few things he does in the show. That's actually him. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, he can it's- he can still get up and go if he wants to.
1: He 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 doesn't take any shit, Mister Samuel L. Jackson, and he's really good in this. He's the sellout star. It's it's just oh yeah, more yep. of him. It's good. Yeah. The show's been really well, good just thing- because he's such a good character.
0: Yeah, and by the <laughs> looks of it, the way they're gonna go, that is going to focus on his character, um, so much yeah. for the show. Um, like it's all just gotta should. be sent throughout him. Because that's the thing. He's obviously mm-hmm. has been with the scrolls where well, he's known the scrolls for the past thirty years. He's the only one that has had contact with them on Earth type thing. He's the only human yes. to have proper contact with them. So he knows like know the of. bad Whoa. people as well that they know of. Mm-hmm. Um and then obviously we meet <laughs> Olivia Coleman's character who plays a secret agent, Sonia Flasworth. Oh,
1: that's right.
0: Um yeah. she's in this as well.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know, they she's meet up, this. they're doing Buy stuff, talking stuff behind the scenes, and then things happen. And then at the end, obviously, there's a big bomb thing that goes off that Amelia Clark yeah. was involved with, and obviously mm-hmm. the bad guy, and Rip Kobe Smoulders because she didn't make it.
1: I can't <laughs> believe they killed um, off Maria Hill in the first well, episode here's the of the show.
0: Here's the thing, Clayton. Here's oh. the thing.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Do you want me to potentially spoil the entire show feed right now? <laughs> oh. She Mate, is going she to be back a th- in a few more ep- episodes. I will tell you that much right now. Yep. Okay. So there is, there is a couple trailers. There is a couple trailers that have put additional scenes already We're with Maria Hill, and she has been casted for five episodes of this um, TV show.
1: Okay. That's yeah. weird. So this we one will be
0: is- seeing her yeah, character yeah. return in some form or fashion. I'm not sure how, because yeah, she didn't turn into a scroll or anything like that. Unless they already have uh, another scroll version of her. I don't know how this is gonna work. But yeah, she has been casted for five episodes of this and Maria, or Maria, the actress who plays a Kobe Smolders, um, has said that her character um is going to be very much like it's the best thing she's done for this character for the show. Okay. Um, so I would That's say wit. we're going to be seeing her a few more times before the end how. of the, the season. Somehow, even though she's dead. Yeah. She got killed by it Nick was, Fury, by was, the way. He,
1: even the credits listed her <laughs> as a special guest star. It was like, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. But I, nah, I, I'm I literally know. looking yeah. on IMDB's official page right now. That's got um, Kobe Smulders, Marie Hill, five episodes for Secret Invasion.
1: Yeah, right. I guess we'll find out. They're going to kill us. Well, I guess her we'll again. find out. <laughs> Unless it's <gasps> And flashbacks again? Every episode. I don't know, man. It could be flashbacks. They could do could that, that whole thing. Um, they could, yeah, show us some younger Nick Fury stuff. That might be kind of cool.
0: Ooh, or he, about like I, when he yeah. first met Maria Hill or something like that.
1: Maybe. I mean, they did stuff like Maybe. that in Captain Marvel, and I really enjoyed that that idea and some of that stuff was done pretty well. So it wouldn't surprise yep. me if they do more than that and keep her dead, yeah. but it also, it's Marvel. So they'll bring a new back. They'll bring everyone back every week. It's like, <laughs> yeah, who knows now, is now? Very wacky. Who knows? I who have, knows? I also, yeah, have no idea where this show's going to go. It, it's like, I feel like it's going to do the whole, Oh, here's the bad guys. Stop the bad guys. Kind of James Bondy thriller thing. But I yeah well that's the
0: thing the whole no. like, tone of it is very much like you're meant to be like who's who and what's what i yeah. think it's very much like um well they Everyone's even said like dead, very similar to winter soldier <laughs> and everything yeah. like that it's meant to be like a spy thriller type thing Lucky. like um the i think it was one of the writers or the directors or something like that he was like comparing it to like the Bourne franchise and um tinker taylor soldier spy and it stuff like that, that. It, it, yeah yeah yeah, and that's the thing. That's the overall like plot of the show is like you're meant to keep guessing as to what's like meant to be coming mm. for each episode. Cause obviously, yes, it is a terrorist True. threat, and yes, the scrolls do want to take over uh, all the bad scrolls anyway. Because you have got good scrolls, like Ben Mendelssohn's Talos um scroll. He yep. he's a good yep. one. He's cool. uh, and I then like you've him. obviously got bad he's ones. Good yeah. Good yeah. old Ben Mendelssohn. Good old Australian actors. Okay. You know, we get in there every yeah, now and again. And he's actually he's doing an Australian accent Aussie for accents. once. Yeah. I was just that's actually his actual voice I'm just like this is the first time I've ever heard him in anything he's ever done to actually just use his normal voice I'm just like yes
1: well even in Captain Marvel he was just doing like an American accent I think so it's yeah
0: yeah but now this time he's just like like, ah fuck it. it
1: was probably a condition of him coming back he was like if I'm coming back I'm just gonna do my own accent I'm Which I'm all course. for because it sounds yeah. really cool to just have an Australian scroll. It doesn't make I know, any sense I know. thematically, but it's, but it's really great. Cool. It's
0: great. I
1: love it. I, I suppose um, it could make sense. He's a scroll. He picked up an accent. Yeah, he's he a
0: scroll. It. You know, maybe he just went on vacation Australia and was like, I really love their accents. <laughs>
1: That's even better. That's where he went. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, So do we want to talk about the controversy behind this show as well, which I'm not sure if you heard Uh, about That people complaining about and everything online?
1: Yes. A very big thing.
0: Yeah. A very big thing for this show. And I am very displeased by it as well, especially when I first saw it is that for the intro for this TV show, Disney have gone ahead and used AI software to create their own intro, essentially, or intro art. I'm not sure the full extent of all of it all, but it is definitely using MidJourney or an AI algorithm program to create all their intro title scenes. And this is coming from Disney themselves on a very large budget Marvel show and with how everything with the writers guild and actors guild and everything because of ai at the moment this completely just goes against what disney have been trying to help with lately yeah. Yeah. and i don't know why they did it either i'm just like that's a big no-no <laughs>
1: um i i read a statement from i think it was either the director or the showrunner i'm not quite yep. sure and he was like didn't really think too much into it. He just thought that it looked cool and made sense thematically for the show. But yeah, it does feel Mm. like it's definitely a blow to the whole writing art situation. Because Disney could have just paid a bunch of people to get this same effect using real art and made it look better because there were some shots in the intro that were kind of off-putting. But it's like... Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm kind of in two minds about it because I, I kind of think that it, it works for this, but it's like you I should mean, have paid some artists. It does to work,
0: the idea of what you see and everything yeah. like that
1: because it's kind of like
0: I, you do kind of see, like obviously they yeah. are trying to be Deliberately like, like a scroll, like a real person, yeah. like, th- yeah. like altering a bit, but it's just like you I should have know. gone and actually paid artists and animators to do this work for you. Yeah. And the big thing is Disney is a massive company with oh, yeah. billions of dollars it. and they mm-hmm, could mm-hmm. have done it so easily, but they just choose not to for this. And I hope that we don't start seeing it now in other big TV shows and films no. and everything like that just because Disney have done. Yeah. So
1: I I hope that the backlash for it is enough that even if it doesn't change it on this show, I'm okay with it. Just being like, okay, we did an AI intro for this show. We're sorry. We're not going to do it again. And then every up and coming show afterwards, like Loki or whatever, just goes yep. back to the standard. Get get artists, yep. get VFX artists, get proper guys to do it. Yeah. Because usually well, that's, that's the thing. Because this could have been like
0: already done
1: a year ago. Oh, yeah.
0: Because of how like yeah. Disney's timeline works for everything and stuff like that. This show was probably like filmed three, four years ago. And they like probably, just yes. had them all ready to go since last year, most likely. So before mm-hmm. all this AI stuff uh, became a big issue, um, and so they just had it there. And now it's like coming out, and especially around the time that it is come out, and now a lot of people don't like it, and I don't like it. Yeah. And so they should change it. Well, just don't do it for season two. If we get a season two of Secret Invasion.
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah. No. That's that's probably what's going to happen. And again, yeah, like yeah. you said, if this came out. A year ago, two years ago, everyone would be going, wow, look at this cool intro. It was made by made by AI. And then people yep, probably yep. wouldn't have thought much yep. over it, which I guess works in its favor because then they wouldn't continue doing it. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. good that they're doing it now. They're getting backlash for it. Uh, hopefully yep. that backlash is loud enough to tell the guys up uh, higher up to be like, okay, no AI stuff.
0: Yeah, no AI stuff, all right, Disney? pay
1: people, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing, because like AI, because it does, like, I do like the use of AI, especially for certain elements and stuff like that, because as of recently, you know, I've been working on stuff for animation, and a lot of that that I use does, a lot of it does help when I use AI programs to help me out with that. Well, it's because I'm doing that by myself. I have no budget, like what Disney has or anything like that. I have a budget of zero dollars. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, so like that's I mean, the thing. it that's does
0: fair. help people like me trying to create stuff like that um for all my filmmaking yeah. needs and animation needs and stuff like that but when you are a big production company that spends millions upon billions of dollars for your films mm-hmm. uh um, yeah that's just a big no-no that's a big no-no yeah.
1: <laughs> no. it's fair i'm all for ai i think it's really cool and i think it's the future in a lot of ways but i yeah oh yeah art AI art is the one thing I'm like, you really, you don't need to do it. It's the one thing that humans are really good at. And you're, yep. you're giving that to the computers, give the computers, the boring stuff like math, like exactly. No one likes us. math. <laughs> yeah. But, Oh, well, hopefully we don't see any more of that. And hopefully we see here's more the of thing, show, right? Here's the thing
0: really about this whole AI stuff. What could potentially happen? Right. We could have do, the, do, 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 do. the whole thing of an AI robot do, 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 do. becoming an artist and then that AI artist getting rejected from art school and then oh. <laughs> resulting in World War Three. AI Hitler? Mecca <laughs> <Necker> Hitler? <laughs> you- Wolfenstein? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Um, I, but yeah, it's back up to the story at hand, oh. Secret Invasion <laughs> is a very good show so far for the first episode. I really wished that they released the first two episodes because I always like just want a yes. bit more, especially when they I first know. like introduce it all and everything like that. Um but don't right, it's only a few more days until episode two, and it's only a six-episode um yeah. series anyway. Very short, very yep. simple. I hope they yeah, keep it like very spy thriller-esque. I do want to mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. it quicker and i want to see more scrolls hopefully and see what you yeah. know see what see what happens i don't
1: know I, yeah i feel like the way that the show the way the first episode went it evolved quite naturally and it flowed really well and i'm hoping that it just continues to flow and continues to at least maintain this level of greatness if not get better towards the end because this show's been yeah, really yeah. entertaining so far it's definitely something different for the mcu and um I'm oh, all yeah. for different things in the MCU because the MCU yep. Yep. is one of those things where it was starting to get stale, all of the movies starting to feel very similar, and then we have something else that's completely random and different and nothing like anything else and it adds that level yeah. of freshness as well as continuing the well, story. Well, that's the thing.
0: So, I feel like a lot of the stuff that's coming out to Disney Plus, they're being a lot more experimental with like the as TV they shows. Should, yeah. well, that's the thing because you had Werewolf by Night that came out which was I, a black I and white 4x3. <laughs> was it 4x3? I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, it was black and white sure anyway. And I absolutely adored that. <laughs>
1: that was, it was so really cool. cool. Oh, I wonder what they're going to do for Halloween this year. They have to do something similar, yeah, right? I hope so. Because that I was really so. cool. That was really oh, cool. Give us a Man Thing episode. Oh, yeah. it was cool. Yeah, I, I love that. And I want more stuff like that. And hopefully uh, with shows like Loki, which I think comes out this year, Loki Season 2, Yes, it does. also provides its own level of uniqueness. Uh, And what else have we got? MCU shows uh, after that? I'm not quite sure. We had. uh, I'm looking uh, up. I'm trying to think. Uh, Iron Wars. We got Loki. uh, And we got
0: uh, the next season of What If?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Our first season was pretty cool. I like more. And then there's
0: still meant to be.
1: uh,
0: Uh, uh, Yes, we got Armor Wars. I'm not sure if that's still a thing anymore.
1: That might be a movie. Um, It might have been cancelled. I'm not quite sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's lots in the works. But yeah, anyway, those two. I'm excited for more of this show. I'm just excited to see more of Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury because he's really good. Even if it's the show's bad. Because he hasn't been in a lot
0: of um, Marvel films lately. He hasn't been, I don't think, in any of them, really. And um, that Nick yeah, Fury character. Yeah, oh, apart really. from cameos and stuff like that. Captain well, that's Lover, because he obviously was in um, yeah, Far From Home. He played what, even though yeah. that was Talos and everything like that. But even yeah. still, like he wasn't in Shang-Chi or anything like that. He's not forming no. the Avengers anymore. He literally has just been sitting up on that up ship doing nothing up in space. Yeah. Up in space.
1: <laughs> really cool. Oh, anyway... I think we should uh, give this episode a review. What do you think, Barry? We'll do this one episode oh, yeah. by episode until it's done.
0: Episode by episode.
1: All right. Why don't you take it away again, Barry? Give us a give us a review of Secret yes, Invasion. Yes, I absolutely
0: love seeing um, Samuel Jackson return as Nick Fury yet again. He's always a delight to have mm-hmm. in anything Marvel related or just anything in general. And it was kind of cool to actually see the relationship between him and Talos as well. Yeah. Because that's, that's the thing, because really cool. like they've known each other for like 30 years. And that's it. We yeah. never saw that in any of the um past Marvel stuff or anything like that. Yeah. And obviously when we saw him in Captain Marvel, that was like introduction because that was set 30 years ago. Mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of actually like see that, that they actually are really close friends. That they do care about one another is as well. Um and the way they greet and stuff like that. And then obviously we have Olivia Coleman joining the Marvel, the MCU. As well, yeah, and yeah. she's always a great actress to see, just in anything. And then also Amelia Clark as well. Yeah, I have very high hopes for her character, the potential to what they could do with um yep. her character as well. Because being Amelia Clark, I would not be surprised if they want to keep her on for additional things and potential like movies and and stuff it like that as well. Me, yeah. And um yeah, I'm just very intrigued to see what else they do in this um show. Like I really hope they keep to the spy esque thriller to it. And not too much yes. like weird, strange stuff. Like I really want it to be like yep, yep. it's Nick Fury against everyone. I want that to oh, be yeah. the overall like tone mm-hmm. by the end of it. I want like Nick Fury to be like on his own, be like I don't know who I can trust type thing. <laughs> uh, that would be that would be really cool to see. Hopefully they do that in this show. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give this seven point five out of ten for the first episode.
1: Wow. Okay, that's quite yeah. a quite a high rating i didn't think you'd give it yeah. that high yeah,
0: no no i really of, enjoyed this really first cool episode
1: yeah, yeah i'm in the same boat i hope it continues to be as spy and as thriller and as entertaining as this episode uh and yeah yep. i hope that they also just don't hold back from it at all i want it to you know naturally build up and get more and more tense and more and more can't trust anyone and keep the same level of violence and shock yes and shock and yep. tense Tense nature that they're going about with this show, and yeah, I yeah. just hope to see more of it. So I'm giving it an eight out of ten for this episode, and obviously we'll see how the other ones unfold. But for now, it's really good, and hopefully
0: yeah. it's not another case of Mandalorian season three.
1: <laughs> oh, Barry, don't even say <laughs> that. You oh, you you're uh, ruining it I've for me, it. Barry. I ruined everything. I've ruined I ruined. that show. Yeah. Oh, oh well. Should we say good night? say all the things and then we is can wrap a up tasty yeah, burger
0: <laughs> get the hell out of here <laughs> as always that we do
1: burger.
0: that's a tasty all right. burger
1: alright make sure you download the podcast listen to the podcast on all the things check out our and we new also new have, new have a channel. YouTube channel we do that's when right we talk film you'll uh, be able to find it We're we'll linked on everything find the thing listen to the thing download the thing follow us on the thing we'll be here next week as Let's go, come on. really cool. <laughs> <laughs>